Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, the Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators just like me. Enjoy the show. Today's episode is brought to you by Sam Parker and My Credit Guy Credit Restoration. My Credit Guy happens to be the standalone AIM approved credit repair vendor. My Credit Guy helps loan officers make more of their network of relationships and their communities by empowering credit challenge clients to take the steps forward that they need to improve credit and prepare for home ownership. My Credit Guy is set up to help you close more loans. The success stories within the broker community are plenty, so take the time to find out why and head over to the market in the AIM member portal to find My Credit Guy's profile and get connected today. All right, cool. Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. I'm your host, JP Hussey of the Hussey Team Mortgage Advisors. And someone is calling me right now, and I'm declining them and because I want to give my full, full focus to my buddy, Brian Cook of Sunny Hill Financial. What's up, Brian? Good. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure yeah, to be here. Thank you. Of course, of course. How uh, how are you making out in, in this market? It's fun for everyone right now, right? It's good. Uh, it's time to grow. Um, I've just like most originators, been just been completely inundated for the last three years. Uh, just focus on originating loans, not really tinkering with my process. So uh-huh. it's been nice the last. Uh, it took the first couple months of the year just to relax a little bit because I had been going extremely hard. Uh, I, I I do everything by myself. Um, I joined the mortgage broker world three years ago Nice. and uh, just wanted to be a one man show. So I, you know, originated 600 loans in 2019, uh, over a thousand in 2020 and about 800 in 2021. And that's just doing everything myself. So that's a lot of work, uh, a little taxing on me. And I took some time off to just, uh, breathe. And, um, but now I'm wrapping back up. So I'm excited. Uh, the market shifted nice. r- rates have come up, but, uh, it's nice. I, I, I love what I do. It's, uh, there's never a dull moment in our industry. Yeah, there, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. That was going to be my next question. Like, how is a uh, sunny hill set up and what it sounds like is it's just you right no it's me and uh we have about 25 other originators ah um, okay we're uh, we're very low key we, we we don't blast the social media we we just put our heads down and and we work um but i i do lead the team i i test all the new things that you know marketing initiatives lead sources and then we just roll it out but i'm I'm the one leading the way for a lot of, lot of, uh, the company. Nice. Now, do you, do you own Sunny Hill or tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Me and, um, Tyler floor and Ben Robinson, we started Sunny Hill about four years ago. Uh, I met Tyler at, uh, if you remember ethos lending, the spinoff from, from Provident, uh, we, I, I was brought on board to start their retail division and, uh, we propped up a consumer direct channel after a few months, uh, we we're doing about a hundred million a quarter. And that's when we were like, let's just do this for ourselves. Uh, the, uh, the process of originating at ethos wasn't the most efficient. Um, 
And that sure. if there's one thing that annoys me, it's inefficiency and, and slowing down. So uh, for a long time, I didn't want to come over to the broker world because I was afraid of the tech and the systems not being up to par and what, I, what, I'm, what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. So we finally took that leap four years ago, and it's just been an amazing ride since. The timing nice. couldn't have been any better. Nice. Uh, well, next thing is, <clears throat> that's a badass chair behind you. Thank that you. That's a nice chair, <laughs> I have to say. You know, that, I just, that's all I keep, like, I'm listening to you, but all I see is that chair. It's like a king chair or something, but either way, that's that's where my ADHD goes. But anyway, um, let's bring it back to that. So getting to know you, I know you said Sunny Hill was what, about four years ago, right? Yep. Um, let's start at the beginning of the journey, just in the industry, right? So how long have you been in, in the industry and take us through where you started and how you got to, you know, starting yeah. Sunny Hill with the rest of your partners? Yeah. So I mean, here's my story. I, so I graduated from college, um, at Cal Berkeley, you know, in December, 2001, one of the worst economic times in recent decades, okay. right after the dot-com crash. So jobs were limited, um, I was still living at home with my mom playing video games most of the day. Nice. And she gave me an ultimatum to either go pick weeds in the backyard or go get a job. So I whipped together my resume and I went job searching. Um, I've just been fascinated with numbers and managing money since I was in you know grade school. I always knew I wanted to do something in finance, but mortgage wasn't my first choice. I don't think it's sure. most people's first choice, right? No, I don't think it ever um, is, yeah. And after my second year in college, I interned at an investment bank, UBS Payne Weber, and it just became clear that the financial markets were not a good personality fit. Um, fortunately, there was this company called Provident Funding back in my hometown in Burlingame that was hiring. So it was literally my, literally my first job interview and I accepted the offer. And I started as a reviewer or auditor of closed loan packages. We purchased from other correspondent lenders, you know, just making sure everything was in the file. Uh, definitely not the most glamorous position, but I excelled in my role and was quickly promoted to the division coordinator after nine months. But after about six months in that new role, the company issued quarterly bonuses and I received only 5,000, which uh, many others in many others in other production roles received much more. Mm. And I just couldn't believe it because I had been putting in 12, 16, 18 hours days at times and just felt totally undervalued. So it was that from that point forward, I knew I wanted to be in a position where I had more control over my pay based on the effort put forth. So when I learned about some of the commission paychecks loan officers were receiving in our retention department, I, mm-hmm. you know, quickly put in a job change request. I knew I had the ability and drive to succeed and outwork everybody. And they approved my request and I was off to the races originating loans. So I spent 14 years um, in Providence retention retail department. Wow. Uh, from 2002 to 2015, I was a top producing originator closing about 7,500 loans in total over that time or about 600 a year. Mm-hmm. And then in 2016, I finally mustered the courage to leave that cushy, uh, comfortable job to go out on my own and give it a go. So I joined the purchase centric lender movement mortgage, mm-hmm. uh, whose culture, leadership style and marketing platform really impressed me. And it was night and day compared to Provident. Uh, for the first time in my career, I actually had leaders who truly valued and cared about my growth and did all they could to make me successful through their servant leadership style. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to give a shout out to James Frazier and Robert Sinehu. Uh, they were the market leaders for movement in Northern California. 
at that time. And they made such a profound impact on my career and growth as a person. And since they cared so much about my growth, I began to look inwards as well for the first time ever, because I never read or listened to any self-improvement material or books in my life. I was just always a workaholic doing loans. Uh, a coworker introduced me to Darren Hardy, one of the greatest mentors for high achievers. Oh, Darren, yep. Suggested that I subscribe to his Darren Daily videos, where each weekday morning, you know, subscribers receive a new message of something to focus on that day, something to get your mind in the right state to crush the day, because our brain isn't naturally programmed to think it's success. It's always thinking survival mode first and taking the path of least resistance. Sure. When it comes to making any choice in life. So it just takes a you know concerted focus and effort to think of success and something that we must work on every day. Mm -hmm. um, so I was hooked on personal growth. I was spending so much time absorbing every success quote and rewiring my operating system. Uh -huh. uh, I was so moved by his books, The Compound Effect and The Entrepreneur Roller Coaster, that I felt obligated to return the favor to others in my sphere of influence. So I was blasting, you know, personal development material all over my social media. Uh, I became a mini Darren Hardy. I mailed about a hundred copies to people in my sphere who raised their hand when they saw what I was doing with my life. So I was barely writing any loans for movement mortgage. Uh, I was mm. just too, too fascinated with, with growth. And plus I was frustrated over the inefficient process and the higher than expect higher than expected rates, which was a complete 180 compared mm -hmm. to my days at Provident. So after six months at movement, I left to join ethos. Uh, who was run by a lot of my former colleagues from Provident. And as I mentioned earlier, that's when I was brought on a creative retail division. And um, yeah, and that's where I met Tyler and uh, the CEO of Sunny Hill. And we just got too frustrated with, with the whole process and leadership team. We decided to just, uh, it was time, time to start our own brokerage and mm -hmm. Yeah. So what, um, so if I'm going back real quick, I, I, I mean, that's a great story. I'm, I'm a big, uh, I try to, I'm going to grab this. I just had this come in, uh, today. Like if you're talking about personal growth, right. Uh, yeah. speech therapy, 52 pickups to get you through many lives. What, what, what the, I'll say what the fucks. Right. So, um, uh, I just got that this morning, you know, so that's pretty cool. I'm a big guy like that as well. Now with personal growth, right. And, and you may agree with me here is, Sometimes you have to be sometimes careful with it, right? Like you said, you got so obsessed, you forgot everything else, right? So it's a good balance. I'm sure they speak about that so much with personal growth, like a nice balance, right? Um, and that's what I always try to do. I take what I can that suits me, you know, and try and weed it out because I'll be crazy obsessed with that. I'll go, I'll go too deep as well, but I love it, right? Um, but if we're going back to Provident, right, you had mentioned in the retention type, was that more like a call center type atmosphere or yeah. what was yeah. that like? Okay. It, the main purpose is of any retention is to retain, retain as many clients. You know, you're working with about 75% existing clients and 25% new clients. Mm -hmm. But um, it, it was a good breeding ground to be able to produce at a high volume. Yeah. So what, so then after that, you went to movement, right? Which was probably totally different, right? Once you left Provident, now you're trying to find your own leads. Am I correct? Like, how was that transition? It was good. I mean, I, I was licensed in about 35 states. So when I came over to movement, I got them to approve my licenses in those states. 
So I was actually getting a lot of referrals from other loan officers that nice. I was connected. I connected with about 2000 of movements, loan officers. Mm -hmm. So I was just taking in business. They couldn't do cool. Um, but I just wasn't, I wasn't nowhere writing the amount of loans that I was sure. before. It was just complete change. I mean, I went from a okay. call center to being out my own and going about town and going meeting people is completely different. So yeah, yeah, there's no <laughs> doubt. So then, all right, so you went movement, you went ethos and then Sunny Hill, right? So this, you said four years ago, that's about when we, when I started our shop 2018 ish. Yep. What, what did you guys see? Like, what was the writing on the wall that said, Hey, we have to get out of more of this retail environment and then move over to the, the broker side. Like what, what were the signs for you guys? Well, we had propped up a consumer direct division. We were quite successful and we were limited by the back end, by the underwriting and closing and mm. the technology. That was our limitation and frustration. And just we were butting heads with uh, with uh, those departments. So why not just do it ourselves? Um, yeah. Our other business partner, Ben Robinson, uh, we had already helped start up Sunny Hill, you know, do all the business formation, getting the licenses starting, mm -hmm. started. So it was just timing, timing was right. And it couldn't come at a better time with the, uh, you know, the drop in rates in early 2019, mm -hmm. uh, be, being a big consumer direct driven uh, brokerage, we just go gobbled up business. I mean, I can get into some of my stats. They're quite mind-boggling uh, how much I spent on leads and, and how much revenue mm -hmm. it, it pulled in and loans I closed. So, yeah. So, yeah. So being more and, and tell me if I'm wrong, but right now, Sunny Hill, it's more consumer direct, right? Now I'm, I'm assuming you, you get so many just different leads. You guys aren't buying as many leads right now, right? It's more off past business. Are you dealing with real estate agents? Tell us how you're generating leads now in this more consumer direct type atmosphere. Well, yeah, I, I, I just, I'm obsessed about the, uh, overall client experience. I, I just get massive referrals, uh, just some of my stats. So in, in 2019, I, I purchased 720 leads and I closed 280 of them or 40% nice. generated 316 referrals and closed 193 or 61%. And then in 2020, uh, everyone had probably the, the best year ever. I, yeah. Closed 460 repeat clients, generated 1,100 referrals, and closed 635 of them. Mm -hmm. And then last year, uh, closed 400 repeat clients, generated 500 referrals, and closed 257. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's the compound effect of yeah, of working hard and, and just never being off. I'm I'm always on. Um, so, but I've supplemented my book of business now with you know, being consumer direct on the purchase, purchase business. So, uh, I mean, my, my pipeline's over a hundred loans right now of purchases. So it's, nice. it's growing. It's time yeah, to yeah. grow. So, that, so that's cool. Like, like you brought in the compound effect. That's a Darren Hardy thing, right? I know a little bit about uh, Darren Hardy and uh, that's cool. So like you said, what I'm trying to get out of you is like, how are you getting so many repeat uh, clients uh, referrals from your book of business. And like you're saying, it's pretty simple. Just do a really, really, really great job. 
and it's just going to come to you, right? Or are you doing anything else? Or are they in some sort of CRM? Are you touching them a little bit? Like, how's that kind of working? Or is it that, is it that organic, you know? It's all organic. You know, my customer experience pillars from day one were to offer an extremely low price, mm-hmm. extremely fast closing, instant response, and extreme efficiency. I, no, no one waits more than maybe 20 minutes to get a response from me. I'm just mm-hmm. uh, just absolutely obsessed over the client experience. I simply copied the Amazon mo- model and applied it to mortgages. Cool. Okay. Yeah, nice. So, so it's just, I have it and I'm probably the top, my, my main um, demographic is Utah. Uh, Utah is one of the harder markets to, uh, to, to do. You have to have a principal lending manager license. So a lot of the consumer direct companies kind of stay out of that, that mm. realm. So I knew that and that's why I advertise there and I probably get about 90% of my business from there. So I just have an army of raving fans out there doing my marketing for me and just driving business back to me. And when you deliver a, an overall client experience better than your competition at a cheaper price, they're going to come back to you. Yeah. How are you going to lose in I, that I'm, sense? Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I mean, that's how like we have a small shop here. I'm the owner of a small uh, brokerage and hey, we have we have three LOs. I produce, you know, processor and operations. And that's all we are. We're just straight word of mouth. Um, I start really, really um, small and then let it grow out. And I think a lot of people sometimes say, let's cast a really huge net and see what comes in, you know. Whereas, and tell me if you agree with this, if, if you're starting out and you want to be more consumer direct and you want to be out there, obviously you have to have a good uh, uh, experience, right? If, if that's not there, that can blow up in your face, right? So you have to be extremely anal. It has to be perfect every time because you can cast a wide net, bring all these leads in, but if the process sucks, what, what's the point, right? So what we try to do is we start really small in the community and we're consumer direct as well. And has to be perfect because that's where it just grows from there. Reputation's everything, right? In our industry. And if you screw someone over once or it's a bad experience, who I was talking to someone the other day, if if you do very well for someone, they're going to tell three to five people, oh, it was great. But if you have a bad experience with one person, they may tell 250 people. So you're living on the edge a bit. So I understand what you're doing. Response back within 15, 20 minutes has to be perfect you know red carpet treatment disney experience whatever you want to call it um it really seems to work in that consumer direct and then you're not bowing down to you know real estate agents hey they have the purpose but if you're getting that client first right then you can cultivate some better relationships anything you want to add on that yeah no uh you brought up realtors i mean realtors are probably you know the best referral source you can have but it's another touch point it's another um, another client to, to please in the whole process. Mm-hmm. And that could slow you down if you have to appease to multiple customers, right? Um, that's not to say I, 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 of course, have realtor partnerships, but I, I just don't really spend that much time mm-hmm. on realtors. I am very direct. I give them what they need, but I'm not out there doing meetings. I'm not doing I don't do any of that stuff. The business just comes to me. My yep. my performance and ability to execute better and cheaper and faster than the competition is what gets me business. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I mean, 
I'm I'm totally with you. That's like that's our mindset. Like we don't really bow down. Hey, if they come to us, we don't do any coffee meetings. Of course, we have good friends that are real estate agents, and yep. then they understand how we do business and they let us do our job. I've been saying for a long time, we run this industry, the finance, right? We should be at the front, right? It shouldn't yeah, yeah. really all the time. Sometimes, yes, be that real estate agent. We should start it because we're the ones controlling the money and we're the ones really going through the whole process. So it makes total sense to me. No, you have to, uh, who was it that wrote an article a couple years ago? Um, Frazier, I forget his name. Uh, Jason that, Frazier? Jason Frazier. Yeah, I know Jason. About, Good dude. Uh, you have to, you have to control your business, your lead source. You can't, you can't be so dependent on another uh, referral source for your business. I mean, what if they go out of business? You have to, that's what the power of a consumer direct. You, you control everything. You mm -hmm. control the intake. You can control your lead flow. You, you don't know your lead flow from, from realtors. It's up, it's down. There's no mm -hmm. consistency there. Mm-hmm. And to scale, if anybody wants to scale fast, the consumer direct is beautiful for that. You, you you may have to be willing to work harder to write loans at less less margins, but it's all about client acquisition. You, mm -hmm. you can't think short term. You, you think long term, right? The value of the client and how many loans you're going to write. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So this is a good segue going over to um, more of that mindset. Let's talk about mindset a little bit more. Um, since that's that's big with you. And even like you said, having great leadership at Movement Mortgage, it kind of broke you up to look at that a bit more. Right. So let's say uh, you guys said you have, what, 25 loan officers or 25 employees at Sunny Hill around around that. Right. Um, a newer loan officer coming in. Right. That may have been more uh, calling realtors Monday morning. Hey, want to get coffee, want to get coffee. Right. What would you recommend to him or her if they wanted to start like you are more that pure consumer direct? Like, where would you start? As far join a brokerage that's that can offer consumer direct leads, you know, high, okay. high, okay. high converting leads. Time, time is it. money. You, you know, I, I convert about 50 to 60 percent of the people I actually talk to. Mm -hmm. Um Focusing on your ability to convert is another huge thing that can really move the needle. So mm -hmm. you're not, um, you know, calling more leads. You're just converting more leads, making more money in the same amount of time that you're already putting in. So conversions extremely important um, yeah. in the consumer direct game, just in selling yeah. in general. And your paycheck is directly tied to your ability to convert. Having the mentality of writing a loan at whatever cost. It's mm -hmm. about client acquisition and, and just yeah. being obsessed with follow-up uh, and just being better. You, you just got to be better. You got to keep growing. Yeah. Um, so what I'm, yeah, 100%. What I'm trying to figure out is if if they're newer, right, like where are they going, going to get the leads? Or is that something Sunny Hill is providing as well? Or is there yeah, a lead pipe platform? We're, okay. We're one of the few brokers on the nation's main, you know, lead aggregators, bank rate, Zillow, mm. those rate tables. Got so it. We, we, we can dominate it when we want to. Right. Um, and that's, that's what I did in 2019. I dominated bank rate for the, for the entire year. Um, yeah. So. And what, and what, 
And the strategy there, from what I've seen, when we've done some bank rate or Zillow, whatever it is, it goes back to speed, right? So if that lead comes in, you got to hit that right away. And then you got to be on your game right away. Would you agree? Like if someone, if someone's new 100%. and they're starting to get these bank rates, you got to be speed to lead, right? Okay. Speed of contact. It's not just buying leads. It's any referral lead. Like if you wait two minutes and that client talks to me first, you're probably going to lose a deal. I'm sorry. That's yeah. I, I, I'm going to gain momentum and, and I'm going to close. I'm going to close that client. So yeah, you're competing. I mean, we're all competing. Everybody's rate shopping these days, even my referrals. I mean, mm -hmm. you just, you have to be relentless. You have to be, you have to work harder. Rains are not falling from the loans are not falling from the sky anymore. Mm -hmm. And there are hungry, hungry people out there. And if, if you're not if if you're not doing absolutely all you can, you're you're just chances are you're gonna lose a deal. Oh yeah, I mean we're seeing it right now. Uh, every time we pull uh, someone's credit, right? Like we know the credit bureaus sell that information. Yeah. I mean we're seeing our clients more and more. It's always happened, but they're getting 40, 50 calls. They're saying from these other lenders, and yeah. I mean that's why it's so important to to have your clients trust from the beginning. Because, man, some of these guys on this other side or, or girls, their pitch isn't there. I mean, they're getting hit up 40, 50 times. Like, yeah, consumer direct is great. You're going to get leads, but you could be hitting your head against the wall if you don't know how to pitch it off the start, right? And I think that's, that's exactly what you're saying, having that mindset going in where, hey, speed the lead. But it's not just about calling someone. You know, the consumer is more savvy nowadays. They're rate shopping. They're smarter than they than they have. you got to have you know, a really good pitch right off the bat. And that's, that's what I'm curious about. If this is a brand new lead of someone that you've never met, it came from bank rate, let's say, you know, what are you saying right off the, right off the shot? If it's a brand new cold lead. Uh, it's, I mean, it's always been asking great questions. Your ability to sell is, yeah. is asking great questions and asking them more than, you know, just the basic questions to arrive at a rate. It's asking, you know, why are you buying a home? What is your motivation? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, how has this experience been? Like, what are your goals? And just getting them to open up and talk more about their situation, opening up their emotions, listening mm -hmm. to exactly what they their needs are, and then strategizing and delivering, following through with what you say you're going to do, and just speed and give them what they want faster and better. And it's all about gaining the rapport on the client and, and get in the commit and move forward. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I've always said in, in our world, I would say like, I feel like I'm more of a therapist than a mortgage person sometimes. Right. Because you're really there being a listening ear, right. Letting them talk, dissecting that, and then figuring out a game plan for them. And, and I found that's, that's where people, um, they really fall in line. They want someone to listen to actual goals. Like, I'm literally wearing a shirt that says mortgages suck, right? Because like, they, like no one wants a mortgage, right? But when you listen to them and you hear they want that house, here's their goals. They have a family, right? Cash out refi. We've done so many of them that like people are thanking us like crazy because we do crazy plans for them, paying off debt, whatever it is, or buying a house. Like these are real people. I think that's what people need to remember. Real people with certain goals and we have to try and customize it to them. So I'm with you, right? Like if you're out there, everyone, and you are more consumer direct or you're doing 
Zillow leads or whatever it might be, speed the lead. You got to get there. But then you got to not like not be like every other pushy salesy person. You got to listen, right? You got to figure out those goals. And I think that gets people right off the, the bat and you're up at the top versus all those 40 that are still trying to call just to pressure someone into doing something. So, yeah, that's exactly. you. Yeah, you, you slow down and you have to listen. So many salespeople are just in a rush to respond instead of just listening. I mean, yeah. you have to know how to listen and that's that can be a weakness. And you have to oh, yeah. you have to work on that. Yeah, could you go through so since you're doing so much volume, right? Um obviously you can't handle it all yourself, right? So could you tell us a little bit how Sunny Hills set up? Um, like once the lead comes in, let's say they're under contract and kind of take us through till closing to give people an idea. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm, I actually am doing still everything myself, but there, there are, uh, we have, we have a processing team that handles the lead handles alone from the time of conditional approval. So okay. we, the loan officer's role is to, you know, guide the client through, make sure all the docs, make sure they're still fully qualified, right? You have to get past that hurdle or can all blow up. Mm -hmm. And then we have a processing team that handles the, you know, gathering conditions and closing so that LOs can spend more of their time on origination activities and bringing new business in the door. So we have that option uh, for some LOs. Some LOs prefer to have more hands-on and do everything themselves. That's that's how I mm -hmm. prefer to do it for three years. Sure. I felt a lot of my, it's all about the client experience. You know, I have so much experience. Uh, a lot of my ability to produce at the volume I do is how to navigate through the whole process. And, you know, I push back on underwriters all the time. I, I know what's needed, what's not needed. There's never any, this riffraff back and forth with clients. It's just, it's such a streamlined process through my experience that I guide the client through. And the goal is to just have them wake up one day and they realize, wow, we just closed the mortgage yeah, with, with barely any effort. Yeah, so it's, it's that that experience, and that's why I have been so reluctant to let anybody else in. But um, my goal now is to do a one billion in origination with me on the front end, and about five processors handling the back end work, and that's for twenty twenty four. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm clipping probably four hundred, five hundred million a year pace right now at, at the volumes I'm doing bigger loan sizes with with purchases like. 550 to 600 now. Yeah, nice. And that and that's something um yeah, you'll have to like you said if your goal 2024 to have what four or five processors on the back end, right? That that'll be another mindset change for you probably at some point to kind of get out of it, right? And yeah. break away. I understand that. I've had I've had trouble. I'm still in it as well, but just having our one processor kind of just go ahead, let her be is it can be tough. It's tough for me. I know that. But that's cool, man. I think that's great that you'll give up some of it, maybe get some time back as well, but also always being in it. Like, even though if you have processes, you're still going to be the front end. You're still going to be there. And that's what a client really wants sometimes when there's a couple more hands in there. Like you said, it's all about the experience. There's no doubt about it. Now, are you, um, like we know in the broker world, not all lenders are created equal, right? So how many lenders, you don't have to say who they are, but how many are you using on a daily basis we're like two or three maybe four depending on the situation but if you're doing that many loans by yourself right you probably have to have it a bit more streamlined with certain uh, lenders six 
Okay. I'm ma- I'm a master of six, and that's that's a lot, right? Yeah. Um, I uh, and so, um, but yeah, it it's great, and I think a lot of brokers are not willing to expand their box. It's it's freaking a lot of work to keep yeah. up to date and to learn other systems, but then you can, you just have so many more options, and options is the superpower of a broker, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the more options you have, the just the better overall business you're going to run, whether it be better pricing, faster systems, better technology, little niche mm-hmm. products that come out. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just, as a broker owner, your job is to constantly scan the landscape and go out there and find special relationships, whether it's with credit unions or banks mm-hmm. this that people don't know about. There are, there are those institutions out there that are willing to partner with you. You just got to go out and, and secure them. And fine. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Um, so man, we've, we've flown through, we've already been on here over 30 minutes, which is crazy. Right. So I always end these with, with two questions. Okay. Um, first one being, and we kind of went over this a little bit, right. But if you are that newer loan officer, or if you're someone trying to uh, a loan officer that's been in it 10 years looking to reinvent themselves, kind of like you did from Provident to Movement, right? What's one or two things you could tell him or her that they should do, whether it's mindset or something specific, new or trying to reinvent themselves? Um, yeah, I, it is mindset. It's uh, spending more time strengthening your mindset than working on your skill set. That's what I did when I first joined movement, uh, if you want to be the greatest or one of the greatest of all time, your mindset has to be at the highest level. You know, what separated Kobe MJ or Tom Brady from their peers is their mindset. Um, and so you just have to consistently nurture your, your brain. It's a muscle, just like any other muscle that requires consistent nurturing practice and, and repetition, uh, a big proponent of Tim Grover. Uh, I follow him on Instagram, read his books, relentless and winning. And start applying his philosophies into your your daily habits, and then you should see your production soar. Um, if I'm not working, I'm always on uh, YouTube watching business videos and mindset, and just just consistently staying focused. Uh, I love uh, Patrick Beth David's Valuetainment, yeah. one of the top channels for entrepreneurs. Um, so as far as mindset, I mean, mindset's everything in life. Uh, our ability to succeed is controlled by our thoughts, our actions, or inactions. And uh, you just have to be willing to get better. You have to be willing to grow. I think there are so many people out there that are just drifting in their life. And uh, just you got to pair up whether it's a coach or a mentor that's willing to push you to become better. Um, besides that, I, you have to align yourself with uh, a broker that's willing to invest in you, provide you the leads, provide you, you know, high converting leads mm-hmm. so that you can grow your business. Yeah, no, that's great. And that's what we hope like these podcasts do give someone a, uh, another idea of where to go. There's so much information on aim. This is a great one. If you're watching out there or listening, uh, listen to what Brian's saying, find yourself that mentor, that coach, if you're stuck, and because like you said, not just mortgages, is life in general is mindset, right? So get that mind right and then figure it out from there. That's good. Um, last question. Where do you see, whether it's real estate, mortgage, where do you see the industry in the next three to five years? 
uh, it's it's consolidating. We're all seeing that. We're seeing layoffs. We're seeing um, soon probably going to be more buyouts. So those that are willing to grow in their and invest in their people, uh, especially on the leadership team, are, are the ones that are going to come out ahead. Um, I I hope I hope more uh, lenders well more lenders adopt the uh, consumer direct mentality, just getting away from the other side of realtors controlling the um, uh, business for loan officers. So I, I, I think we're starting to see more brokers or originators going consumer direct, mm-hmm. you know, having more control over their destiny, I, I like to say, because mm-hmm. uh, just realtors and referral partners can just be so wishy-washy. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. I'm seeing, you know, margin compression, um, you know, it's just, we're, it's a bloated industry right now. There's too much capacity for the volume. So obviously margins going to compress and that's just going to weed out those that can't compete at the highest level and aren't the most efficient at originating and executing and closing loans. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's survival of the fittest and only those that are willing to put in the effort and hustle are going to be the ones that succeed and come out on the other end. So again, that just goes back to mindset. You have to be aligned get your mindset aligned to succeed in a shrinking market and to grow. Yeah, no, the all great points. And I know Julian's going to cut that one up and make that a nice sound clip. No doubt. Uh, well, Brian, man, it was nice uh, speaking with you, getting to know you. Uh, of course, if you have any questions, let me know. I hope if I have any questions, I can maybe hit you up if I need a little mindset push. Uh, but I appreciate it, man. And keep, uh, keep doing it, man. Thanks JP. It was good meeting you too. Thank you. All right. All right. Have a great day. All right. Thanks, you too. Brokers, are you looking for the best resources to succeed? The AIM member portal is your one-stop destination for everything you need. Get healthcare for your team, submit and track AIM escalations for high-level loan issues, join the referral list, change AEs, and obtain exclusive discounts. And you have access to over 50 AIM lenders and vendors. Don't wait and sign up today at brokersarebetter.com.